Airfield, a podcast from the Agricultural Science Association. Hello listeners, my name is Neve Bambrick and I'm the president of the Agricultural Science Association. In this episode of Experts in Their Field, Council Member Sarah McIntosh catches up with the winners of the PWE Bursary Awards from UCD. Sarah speaks with the students about their travels to Finland, Australia and New Zealand. Sarah also chats to the students about the benefit of the ASA and Irish Farmers Journal Bursary Awards to students who undertake international travel. We are grateful and would like to thank the Irish Farmers Journal for their continued support of the UCD ASA Bursary Awards. And we wish the students all the best in their final year in their agricultural science programme. So I'm delighted to be here by another um, successful recipient of this year's ASA bursary, um, Mark Norse. Mark, thank you so much for, for joining me today. How are you? No problem at all. Thank you for having me on, Sarah. You're probably in the middle of going to lectures now at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Exams and reports are piling up here at the moment, but we'll get through them. Yeah, it's a busy time of the year, but um, at least you have a nice break at the other side of Christmas. Yeah, exactly. And looking forward to that indeed. So, Mark, do you want to maybe start off by telling us um, where your interest in agriculture came from and how you decided to do farm in UCD? Yeah, so I am from a sheep and tillage farm near Greystones in County Wicklow, and I've always been heavily involved and enjoyed working on the family farm. And I suppose this has like intrigued me to continue my learnings and studies. I did ag science for the leaving certificate in uh, secondary school. And again, that just, I enjoyed that. And this made me think, okay, maybe this is the career path and learning that I want to go down. Um, I always preferred the business aspect to the farm as well as like food production. And this led me to choose the food and agribusiness management with program within UCD. And um, yeah, so it's been a really good course. I've had so many opportunities throughout it. And yeah, just being from that farm at the start and enjoying the agricultural and food and agri sector has led me to want to study it. What was kind of the main factor then, Mark, when you went to um, decide to do PWE abroad? How did that decision come about and why did you decide to go abroad for it? So I always enjoyed like traveling and wanting to you know, broaden my horizons a bit. But I suppose I went to Michigan State University as part of my study abroad program within UCD. And this sparked my real eagerness to travel and live away from home for more of a prolonged period of time to expand my experiences within the food and agribusiness sector. So I, yeah, just wanted to learn more on a global level. Ireland is quite a small player within the food and agribusiness sector on a global level. So I just wanted to get a taste of it all you know, on a on a bigger scale. Yeah, and I suppose that was in third year as well, wasn't it? It was the first half of the semester that you spent in Michigan. Yeah, so I spent the first the first semester over there from August till Christmas in in Michigan State. And then when it came around to the bursaries, then um, Mark and applying for for your PWE, how did you decide on New Zealand? I. Was we went, we visited Australia and New Zealand as we were when we were children, so that kind of sparked my interest in wanting to return to there. Um, and I wanted to split it up into the two placements to experience both Australia and New Zealand as a agri sector. Um, 
so yeah I just I didn't know anyone over there it was totally through connections within Ireland within the meat sector here and we have connections within the agri meat industry here and we just contacted them and they had just been on a tour of New Zealand so that kind of sparked the interest to go and meet with them so that's where I got to know Alliance Group and that's where I carried out my placement. And tell us then about Alliance Group like who are they what do they do and what did you spend your time over there doing? Yeah so Alliance Group is New Zealand's largest and only farmer owned cooperative in New Zealand and is the largest red meat industry processing lamb, beef and venison. Um, they have a revenue of over 2.3 billion New Zealand dollars. So it's quite a sizable company. Um, it's definitely within the top three of the companies in New Zealand, although some of them are, you know, Chinese owned. Um, I was based on their in their head office in Christchurch, New Zealand, and was part of the global sales and logistics team. Um, my daily tasks were working with the logistics team, ensuring that the containers, the transport um, to and from the ports and then in and out of New Zealand had all the correct documentation and, you know, we're going to, we're on their port schedule and we're going to make the delivery times. I also worked with the domestic sales team, liaising with customers, agreeing on prices and inputting their orders into our IT system so that they could be processed and packaged. And then I also sat in on meetings with global um markets and the sales that were being happening on an uh in dust in the, on the global level for example we had the head of the chinese market over for a meeting and they're a huge player within the new zealand meet so that was really interesting to be a part of yeah and i guess like getting that experience on such a big scale and also a farmer-led organization like i'd say what were some of the benefits of, of that to you yeah, exactly. The fact that it was the whole way through from like local farmer farmers in New Zealand, the whole way through to the end product in New Zealand, in China or America, wherever it may be. It was yeah, really eye opening. And I also got the opportunity to go out and work on a farm on a platinum shareholder of the company. And it was, again, really insightful. They had something like 10,000 sheep and 4000 cattle. So massive scales, completely different to what it was here. But again, to see the process of how they carry through their product and what their requirements to meet Alliance demands are through to the processing. I got to go to New Zealand's largest sheep meat processing, and I believe it is the largest sheep meat processor in the southern hemisphere in in Vicargill, in the southern part of New Zealand. So that was really interesting to see the processing lines they've eight processing lines and have a turnover of staff of 2000 per shift on maximum capacity so again massive scale and just really interesting to see and then following through within the office on our day-to-day -day, agreeing on prices and seeing where the cuts are going where is the most valuable and what products are demanded on the global scales because it's very different the american market compared to the say shanghai chinese market did that help you then, Mark, um, with what you were learning in college, apply that um, to the real real world? So I know Meat Science is a module that you do in college. Did, did it help you being on, on site and learning the processing side of things? Yeah, for sure. It was definitely relevant in what we learned in college. And it was 
seen through into the industry, you know, setting, agreeing on prices or seeing the cuts being produced. It was definitely the process that we were learning in the classroom came through into what actually happened in the industry. And then tell us a bit about Australia then as well, Mark. How long did you spend over there and what did you get up to? Yeah, so I spent my second half, so I spent four months over there as well. And I was working with a company called Proway, which are a leading agricultural equipment and engineering company, which fit out all sorts of sheds, yards and handling facilities all throughout Australia and have even branched out into the UK and America and have done some in central and central or east eastern Europe. So that was really interesting as well. They are a massive company with, you know, big revenues, big processing plants. So all their products are made in New Zealand. I was in the sales area rep and design team based in their head office. And they have a manufacturing facility on site. So all their products are made in Australia, which is very beneficial in terms of quality quality and then quality control as well as being Australia owned and Australia produced which is a good thing yeah it definitely sounds like you made the visit worth your while when you're over that side of the world I suppose you may as well go to Australia and New Zealand if you can fit it in um so what were some of the key differences in Australia then compared to New Zealand and Ireland um yeah it was very different again. New Zealand is very similar to Ireland in its agricultural system, just on a much more larger scale, whereas Australia is totally different. They're just vast expanses of they could get really heavy rains and they've loads of grass. And then all of a sudden, within a month, they have absolutely no grass and are having to slaughter, you know, mature animals on, on their farm. And yeah, so just very different. Even larger scales, again, was working. I got the opportunity to work and have experience on a farm for a week. And they have, you know, 14,000 sheep, massive scales and um, vast, vast um, areas of land. And yeah, just quite different systems, much bigger machinery, much bigger fields. Um, but I suppose the you know principles of it are all the same. But just how they go about their their day to day is quite different. Yeah, and what were some of the main benefits, both educationally and personal development-wise, Mark, from doing your placement abroad? Do you think that you picked up during during your time over there? Um, yeah, so on a whole, it was like, yeah, very valuable. The, from the academic side of it, I suppose, learning about the food and agribusiness sector on a global level um, and just seeing how vast the industry really is. Coming from Ireland, as I said, which is such a small, real player on the global stage, it just yeah really opened my eyes to see how big of an industry it really is out there and how important of an industry it is feeding the world is a you know very important task and just seeing how it's done and how many how much resources and infrastructure logistics and logistics and human power that it takes to going into creating it all was just yeah quite eye-opening and then on a personal level I suppose just be able to push yourself out of your comfort zones, speak to new people and do things that you're not used to. I went to the other side of the world not knowing anyone and yeah, came home with the most valuable connections and had the most incredible experiences meeting industry leaders in both Australia and New Zealand and as well as just having a fantastic time and having a really enjoyable trip and would do it all over again. 
Yeah, it sounds like you had, you definitely made the most out of your PWE experience for sure. And I guess then, Mark, when it comes to the ASA bursary, then what kind of made you apply for the bursary and where did you hear about it in the first place? Um, I heard about it originally, I suppose, from the Farmer's Journal, just reading that on the regular. And I just, it fit fitted what I was doing. I was going abroad and I just said I'd have a, you know, throw at it and see if I'd be able to, you know, win it. And obviously the monetary value is also important, but the, you know, the connections that you can make within the ASA and the Farmer's Journal, as well as the, you know, experience that you gain from speaking to these people was quite valuable to me. And obviously I was lucky enough and grateful to receive it. So it definitely helped along the way and hopefully going into the future and in my future career, I'll be able to, you know, come back onto those connections and use them in the future. I have no no doubt that you have a bright future ahead of you, Mark. Um, for anyone who's thinking about applying for the ASA bursaries for 2024, um, what would you say, what advice would you give to students and not just regarding the uh, bursaries, but regarding doing your placement abroad, what advice would you give to people? Yeah, I would definitely recommend applying for the ASA bursary. It's a really good thing to have behind you and the people to have behind you for support as well. And yeah, just give it a go, be yourself, be open. And then on the actual going abroad, I could not recommend it enough. I've had the time of my you know, life over there and just yeah, be open to learning new things, push yourself out of those comfort zones, say yes to everything. You don't know what doors will open. You don't know who you're gonna meet for going on this trip or that trip. And yeah, definitely it is Ireland's great little country and I, always enjoy living here but there's so much more out there on the global level and it's yeah an invaluable experience to be able to get out and see the insights of the industry outside of Ireland. Listen Mark thanks so much for coming on and for giving us an, a great overview on your placement and your studies best to look now with final year do you know what you might like to do after college yet or are you just trying to get through the exams at the moment? Yeah, I suppose get through these exams first and I'll be I'll be doing well. But afterwards, I suppose, yeah, go into some sort of agribusiness degree or agribusiness sector and potentially on more of a global level, whether I start in Dublin and go further within Ireland and could represent Ireland somewhere else or maybe just stay in Ireland. But not quite the thought for the moment as you yeah. said <laughs> well listen mark best luck in your final year of college um i know it'll be a busy busy few months ahead but thanks so much for sharing your experience no problem and thank you for having me on again sarah so i'm delighted to be joined by the next asa travel bursary student keen mongi keen you spent your placement in finland um i was just wondering first of all do you want to tell us where your agriculture um interests came from so i think um Obviously, growing up uh, so close to my family farm, my grandfather had a farm, maybe it's less than five minutes up the road. And ever since um, going through school, we'd always be passing by. And when my parents would be at work, we'd be left at our grandparents' place. And we'd always be following Grandad down the yard. And I think it kind of uh, stuck to me then getting to work around animals, like obviously uh, the kind of sparkle in the eye was the calving season. You get to see all the baby calves and then during all the summers in my spare time I kind of um, did some part-time work there uh, when my uncle took it over so even now through college it's myself and my uncle and um, 
doing most of the farming uh, in the yard. So uh, I kind of, uh, I, I love it. I love it there. I love being able to help out, especially it's uh, tough to, to run the dairy farm as a one person. So um, yeah, definitely help out whenever I can. And uh, so that's kind of where my, my passion for ag came about and just seeing machinery going by on the roads and uh, always be reading in like the journal or Farmers Weekly about new machines. So it kind of always took an interest to me. And then I think as well with the technology side, I was always fiddling with different things, uh, taking things apart, putting them back together and seeing how they worked. So I think that's kind of where the, the engineering and technology side of things yeah the, and that that's probably the main reason I guess Keen, why you decided to do uh, that course in UCD at what stage did you know you wanted to go for that one so uh, I think originally going in it was kind of the front runner uh, throughout but I ended up doing the omnibus so I got to got a sample all the different courses before and then I kind of weighed up the options like what I want to do in the end I still don't really know what I want to do it's hard though when you're 17 18 years of age knowing what you want to do for the rest of your life. So I feel with agriculture and ag degree, it's so broad. You can kind of go into anything. There's safety nets that you'll find something that you will love. So I think that's that's kind of what chose it for me. Yeah, I think it, that's becoming more and more prevalent is how um, broad the agriculture course is in general and just the huge amount of opportunities that come from doing it. Um, I guess then when it came to placement, Keen, how did you decide on where you wanted to go and what kind of gave you the push to go abroad? Because a lot of people um, on placement, like some people stay in Ireland, but what was it that pushed you to kind of go abroad and go over to Finland? Yeah, definitely. So I think it was because... Uh, for our course in third year we have the option to go and study abroad the likes of america or i think there was one place new zealand and then in germany this yeah. was kind of during covid so um i was weighing up all like the negatives to it and it wasn't really ideal to go away during that time so i kind of thought if i'm going to go studying in america it's going to cost me with travel and with kind of accommodation and everything it's going to be about 10,000 euros you know yeah. so I was kind of thinking maybe it's better to wait uh, a couple more months see how things pan out and it would nearly be better in my mind to get paid to go away and see the world as well so that was kind of my my mindset there and then I just kind of started applying so I got in contact with um, a previous student that did uh, ag systems technology and he said definitely start applying early so I was applying maybe nine months in advance and it's kind of, it's, it's soul destroying when you're, when you're applying to go abroad because they want you for at least a year or they want you to speak German or uh, yeah. Dutch or anything like that. But uh, we only had 16 weeks for our placement. So I was kind of just, I was maybe applying for maybe two jobs a day, maybe every second day. And uh, I probably applied for about 60 positions, like just cover letters, CVs constantly. And um, then again, you're getting a reply from a robot and it's not really ideal. But uh, I finally, I got a place. Um, I, I kind of got fed up with the online applications, sent my CV to headquarters of Agco in Zurich, hoping that somebody would see this cover letter to see that I'm, I'm looking for a job. I have 16 weeks, that's all I really have. And I have a lot of farming experience and that CV was passed on through a couple of different hands, landed on a desk in Finland and I got an email one day. So 
that's that's how it came about just pure luck and uh, obviously seen something there that kind of took their fancy I don't think it was pure luck at all Keen. I think like you know you showed initiative and applying for 60 companies and not hearing much back is is very tough especially when when you're at that stage um and then what was it kind of that made you apply for the the ASA bursary then at the around the same time um how did you find the process so after hearing about the the bursary through uh, one of our lecturers Sinead Flannery um I thought that if you're not in as my grandmother would say if you're not in you can't win so I just thought what we were kind of doing in our course was so niched kind of what everyone else was doing so I thought it would be a great kind of standpoint to provide content for the farmers journal as well yeah. while being able to tell people what you're doing uh, to a degree so I think that's that's kind of what pushed it for me yeah definitely and do you want to tell us about your experience then in general what were some of the highlights of of your time over there and what did you get up to so it, it was really enjoyable. It's, it's tough coming back to the books, but um, coming from the farm, I was kind of worried about going into an office setting, like a corporate kind of professional office, but it was completely just uh, blew any um, any inclinations I had of it anyway, because yeah. I was in the office a couple of days of the week, and then I'd be out in the field doing field testing on uh, prototype machines. So the office setting was really, really relaxed um, we were like a little family there was only about 12 of us uh, from all over from England Italy uh, Sweden you name it and um, we all got on really well had a good time and as long as we got the work done the flexibility was there so yeah um, you could as long as we got seven and a half hours work done you could do eight and a half one day and then do six and a half next day as long as you make up those hours and um, we weren't really set to any timetable so you could kind of arrive as long as you got the work done didn't really mind but the flexibility things um kind of got up to everything from doing marketing videos to driving tractors 180 kilometers uh, up to near north of finland um setting up kind of the the machines for prototypes we did a lot of um traveling abroad Finland only accounts for 1% of the agricultural uh, landmass of Europe. So there's no point asking a Finnish farmer what they think of one of our prototypes if that's only a small demographic of uh, people. Yeah. So we traveled around, visited farms, talked to farmers, got feedback on our products, and then developed from those products. So if a farmer doesn't see value in a product, it might be great on paper, but if the person that is actually going to be using it doesn't think it's any good there's no point in investing a couple of hundred thousand to a couple of million in that product so it's easier to kill a product in the early days than go ahead so that's kind of what i was doing um i got the opportunity then to my most of my summer work was on agco's new smart top link so we did a lot of fertilizer spreading um, and i kind of analyzed the spread patterns so how our system improves the efficiency of fertilizer spreading so running around with a lot of fertilizer mats counting the granules and then kind of correlating those to drone images so i got to fly a very expensive drone and they kind of just handed it to me they said you've flown drones before best to look at this so i picked it up fairly fairly quick and what we do is we take ndvi cropping images so we could correlate the kind of biomass of the crop with regard to the 
the um, fertilizer spread pattern so we can see where the crop is doing better and where it's doing worse. Um, and then I kind of, it was lucky. So my whole, all those calculations I did over the summer, um, it's nice to have the feeling that I'm one of the two agronomists on the team that uh, did all the field calculations, worked out the return. Uh, I can't tell you, I'm not too sure off the top of my head what the exact financial return is from using the system. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's nice to, to know that you've proved that and that's the selling point for the product. So okay. we'll be releasing that now, um, coming this Saturday. So it, I think Agritechnica starts tomorrow. I'll be heading over tomorrow and it'd be great to, to release that product finally. So. Yeah, and I guess to see all your hard work come come together and pay off as well, like um, it's fantastic to be back in college now and still, um, still be heading over to Finland to celebrate that. Um, Kian, one question for you: Did your favorite brand of tractor change while you were over there? Um, it, it's not too sure. It's hard to be um, it's hard to be diverse. I'm definitely where I am. I'm in a land of green. Yeah. So um, like there there's obviously benefits to using different uh different brands but uh it's hard to to choose what's the best as well because each of them to their own they're all <laughs> very very competitively matched so yeah. um and then i, I guess Kean, what kind of advice would you give to anyone who's thinking of applying for this year's pwe asa bursaries definitely even if, if you don't know where you're going at this point talk about yourself talk about your interests where you kind of see yourself i know it's hard to kind of uh, envision that but talk about your goals what you want to get out of placement and what the the bursary would mean to you and what you could give to the journal as well so i think just give it your best shot uh, as i said if you're not in you can't win so definitely try it out uh, i think personally i feel that <clears throat> excuse me the video approach is a bit better because you can kind of put a face to the um the candidate as well and not just i know a written application can be great but it's i think it's feel it's nice to put the kind of personal touch to that yeah definitely listen keen thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about your experience it sounds like you really hit the ground running over in finland and listen best of luck you're heading back to college now um you're back in final year so just best of luck with the exams and everything like that that's great thank you so much Sandra.